Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Braun Body Health and Fitness Podcast. Joining me today is Mark Pugh. Some of you may know him better as Mark Briscoe. Mark is a professional wrestler, as he's going to talk about today, and he's going to discuss his journey into wrestling, a lot of his kind of life lessons and life takes. Mark is an incredibly strong individual and a very impressive individual, not just in the wrestling arena, but also in life in general. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity I've had to get to know Mark more. And I know you're going to love this episode with him today. Enjoy. Mark, welcome on to the podcast. I'm super excited to work with you again, man. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Dan. For people who might not be familiar with the legacy of Mark Pugh or Mark Briscoe, would you mind filling them in a little bit about who you are and all the incredible things that you do? Well, I'm a humble chicken farmer, Laurel, Delaware, and I now reside in Willard, Maryland. That's that's about all of it. No, no, uh, <laughs> I, I've been a uh, been a professional wrestler now for 23 years. Me and my brother, we was uh, we're we're a tag team. He uh. He tragically passed away this past January, which to me, that's kind of my motivation in life now because I'm trying to get where he is because he's doing better than me right now. But besides for that, we was uh, we was a tag team since the year 2000. And since January, I've been wrestling singles. And uh, yeah, so it's been 23 years pro wrestling all over the world, Japan, Australia, Germany, England, Canada, Mexico, all over the States. Um, yeah, but it's just been a wild ride, man. Uh, right now, I'm employed with All Elite Wrestling, which comes on TBS and TNT, and uh, and uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling, which is kind of the sister company of All Elite Wrestling. But uh, yeah, and I'm just coming back from knee surgery in August. My man Dan got me feeling wonderful, stronger than ever, and so I'm ready. I'm I'm back, and I'm ready to rock and roll, basically. And I'm just waiting to get called in. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, I think we ought to change your name to Mr. Worldwide with all that travel you've been doing, Mark. You're everywhere. Worldwide, Mr. Global, Mr. Global Worldwide. For people who don't know you quite as well, Mark, how did you first get into wrestling? Where did this whole journey start for you? What are the origins of this? Well, me and my brother wrestling each other as, you know what I mean? We were less than a year apart. He was one week, one one week shy of a year older than me so yeah and so we was always fighting wrestling and we watched wrestling on tv and we'd do the same thing that they was doing on tv same thing that my three or two year old and four year old about to be three and four year old but the same thing my sons do they just fight each other and then that's all we did all the time and then we uh wrestled on the trampoline once they because when i was a kid they didn't have them big jumbo trampolines that are so common these days but when they came out with them big jumbo trampolines that we all know and love, we started wrestling on the trampoline nonstop. And then when we wore the trampoline out and wore the springs out in the canvas or the bouncy part, whatever you want to call it, had holes all in it. We took lumber and we built a big old platform over top of the trampoline frame, uh, had posts and cable and garden hose and bolts and i mean it was actually pretty well done it was uh so we built a wrestling ring in the backyard and i mean we just always we always fought each other then we always then we started watching wrestling on tv then we wrestled and then next thing you know we're calling every wrestling school up and down the east coast trying to get somebody who will 
who will train us so we can officially be pro wrestlers. But at a time where 14 and 15 years old, so everybody's like, no, y'all are too young. It's a liability. But uh, eventually a guy up in Wilmington, Delaware, he agreed to train us. And uh, we were 15 and 16 when we started. And uh, so mom and dad had to sign off on liability waivers and stuff. But, uh, yep, we were pressing in the homemade ring in the backyard and we would and we would film it and then we went to a show up in Wilmington gave it to the promoter and he's he watched it called us back and said hey yeah I'll train you guys your parents got to sign off on waivers and stuff but it looks like y'all can do some pretty cool stuff and got got some potential and that was yep the year 2000 and here we are it's been a wild ride ever since yeah, I can imagine. That's an incredible start to the journey. And I love the uh, the bond that you had formed there with your brother through it. And I, I got to ask, too, I noticed your last name is Pew, Mark. So how did Briscoe get thrown into it? Well, there was a team back in the 70s and 70s and the early 80s named the Briscoe Brothers, Jack and yeah. Jerry. So, and uh, yeah, the guy who trained us, he said, you guys remind me of the Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Jerry. And he actually said, I'm going to call you the Briscoe Brothers 2000. <laughs> it was originally the Briscoe Brothers 2000. But then the 2000 got, you know, got dropped. But uh, yep, so that's where, the, that's where the Briscoe name came from. That's awesome. That's awesome. What have been some of your most memorable fights, Mark? I remember um, a few months ago you had mentioned the, uh, or maybe it was Cody mentioned, the uh, the dog collar match, and I remember watching that, and that was that was pure insanity from my oh, eyes. But what what were some you. of your favorites? Oh man, it's tough, man. It's been so so many years and so many matches, but the dog collar match is uh, most recent favorite, of course. Uh, that was just last year. Yeah, that was last. Year. No, hold up, that was. Yeah, that was less than a year ago. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll go back to. Like sometimes it's more like places. Like where did we wrestle? Like uh, I remember we wrestled in Madison Square Garden. That was real cool. We 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 wrestled in Arena Mexico in Mexico City. That's real cool. It's like a classic venue. They've been running shows there weekly, multiple times a week since like I don't know. Don't 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 get me lying, but the fifties or the sixties. I know that that promotion's been going since the thirties. But they've been running, they've been running shows in that building for you know what I mean, decades and decades. So, Arena Mexico, that was cool, and then the Tokyo Dome in Japan, that was real cool. Um, as far as individual matches, that's just so hard, man, because it's like it's got to be, it's got to be in the thousands. I mean, definitely hundreds. But ah, you know, ladder war with uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico, who are now. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the WWE. That was the cool match. Uh, the whole feud we had with them, that was cool. Um, There's just so many. A bunch of matches with the Young Bucks. Uh, it's really hard to, you know what I mean, hard to pinpoint. Right, right. They're all, they're all special and unique in their own way to a certain extent. Yeah, man. Definitely. So you mentioned that this has been a very – challenging year for you to say the least mark um and I'd, i i have to say i think you're one of the strongest people i've met not just physically but mentally to be able to keep yourself together and continue to push forward and persevere through some very challenging times 
what kind of um, what kind of things do you have next on the agenda? You know, what is the next hill and mountain for Mark Pugh to climb? I'm just ready. I'm ready to get back in the ring, man. Ready to get back in the ring, and so that's you know uh, in the multitasking uh, aspect of life. You know, I got got some kids. Got uh, you know, I think we've talked about it, but I got number eight on the way. So get number eight come in this spring and so i've been since the knee surgery i haven't been traveling as much because i've been home on the on the mend on the you know been home recovering but uh i guess i'm going to be back traveling and then another kid coming so you know just keep on juggling life with the 170,000 chickens in the chicken house and you know so yeah just 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 the regular you know it's like in the in the Olympics, the the hurdles, there's I think they do the one ten hurdles and then there's a longer one. This is more like a marathon of hurdles. It's just like it, it's like a fifteen K, but all hurdles, like every okay. Parenting, traveling, farming. You know what I mean? So I'm in this like that. Yeah, I give you a lot of credit, Mark. I don't know how you balance it all. And between family life, farming life, uh, wrestling life, and not to mention on top of all of that, I know you have a few other interests like um, hunting, and um, I know you love cutting the grass. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you balance it all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it is hunting season, and it is. Uh, I got me one last night, Dan. Did you? Got me one. It's muzzleloader season here in Maryland. And I've never killed one with a muzzle loader before. So that was a big, it's a big, uh, big accomplishment, big achievement for me. Yeah, that's awesome. What what are we talking here, Mark? Doe. It was a, it, it was a nice size doe. She was 117 pounds on the hoof. So, uh, um, we're going to get a nice, good deal of meat. That That's what it's about, folks. When it, when it comes to hunting, you know, everybody, it's nice, those big, beautiful buck heads, but the deliciousness of the deer. That's where it's at, in the nutritiousness of the deer. I was going to say, it seems like venison has fueled you to a pretty successful uh, wrestling career, to say it one way, Mark. Hey, it's, it's been, a, it's, man, it's been pivotal. <laughs> Definitely. Now, what's been the training regimen and routine for you lately, Mark? I know you love your arm farm sessions in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, since I got down here to uh, Pure Fitness in Salisbury. This is a, man. This gym is nice. It's a real nice gym, and uh, yeah, just I hit shoulders and shoulders, and I need to incorporate core in there with shoulders because I've been doing shoulders, but all by itself. But it's you know, sorry, right, but I'm thinking shoulders and core. Then I got chest and tries on a separate day, and then back and buys on a separate day. Yeah, we need to get them legs in there. We need to get them legs in there, like. <laughs> Like we were talking before the call, we need to get them legs back in there, the knees feeling better. Yeah, but that's how I normally I, I stretch real good. Then we're going to do shoulders and core, or we're going to do back and buys, or we're going to do chest and tries, and then we're going to end up. I've been loving the stepper at the end of the at the end of the workout here lately. Yeah, getting that cardio in, Mark. Close it out with a stepper. Yep, get a little sweat, get you a little protein shake on the way out the door. And you, <laughs> And you're ready for a good day. Man, man, that's the uh that is the key right there. I need to start uh taking more notes about that stuff, Mark. I've been 
I've been slacking on the cardio lately and I've been yeah. skipping the post-workout protein shake. So I need to get back on your level. Well, I know I tell you, Dan, when I saw you in the gym the other uh the other week and you banged out two twenty-five for I don't know, something like you were you look like you were at the NFL combine. I don't know if it was if it was a dozen, if it was fifteen, but it was it looked effortless. And uh, I, I almost appreciate you. I almost feel honored that you asked me to spot you. Not that you needed it because you're you're a machine man. I, I don't think I would have got that many reps if you weren't spotting me though, Mark. Something about the the uh the presence of you standing right over top of someone yeah, yeah. gives a little more motivation to keep going, I gotta say. I, I did feel something there. I did. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a like intimidating presence or just the fe- the sense of like, oh my gosh, like this is Mark Pugh right here. Like I can't I can't just stop early or you know, you know, slack <laughs> off here. Do you get that kind of thing a lot when you go out in some of these public appearances, celebrity type events, that sort of thing? Yeah, people just drop and hit like 200 push-ups right away. Oh, oh, shoot, it's Mark. (laughs) Maybe maybe not on the physical side, but uh, Uh, you you know uh, what I mean. uh, You know, uh, sometimes in the the grocery store, you know. Yeah. Somebody won't come say hi, come say hi. But sometimes people are looking at me as I walk by, it's like, well, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's one of the other things I really appreciate appreciate about you, Mark, is you seem to be one of those individuals who has really, quote unquote, made it big in many ways in life. And you still stay humble and stay just kind of true to yourself at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, what I mean, I ain't neither one of us humans better than any of us other humans. You know what I mean? Like. Some people might do things that seem wonderful and uh, just great and grand, but you know that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean they're a bad person. But it also doesn't mean they're a good person. You know, it, it's it's all about what's where is it coming from. You know what right. I mean? What's what's the motivation? Where's the intent? Where are you? What place are you coming from? You know what I mean? You can't come from a place of selfishness and can't come from a place of. Uh, you know, pride and yeah, be you know what I mean, Dan. You know what I mean, Dan. Yeah, you gotta put other people before yourself. They're a wonderful example, yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You put other people first and good things happen in your own life as a result. That's what I think. That's what I that's what I'm pretty sure. What other I'll say I'll call it life advice would you offer to someone who's listening today, Mark? who might be going through difficult times. And, you know, I know, like we've talked about earlier, you faced a number of unprecedented circumstances yourself. What kind of advice do you offer to those who are going through something similar? I mean, all I can say is just know that, know that there's a God in heaven and that all this is, is part of his plan. You know, there, it's like a, if a man writes a book, I don't know who's a great author, William Shakespeare or something, I don't know. Somebody writes a book, they wrote that book, and they wrote that story, they created it. Like God wrote a book, he like, we're all, it's all part of it. Like something, we just might not be at the part of the story that's very comfortable and very uh, enjoyable at the moment, but it's coming. You know what I mean? It's coming. This If we can see life, like, Try to change this, change your perspective of life. Well, if you're watching a parade, rather than standing on the street corner where you can see, you can see here come the here come the 
the marching band. Here comes the car floats. Here comes whatever it may be. You're seeing them one at a time. But if you're watching it from a blimp, you can see the whole thing. You can see the whole parade all all at once. Oh, look, there's the marching band and that and that. You're seeing it all at the same time. Like that's that's like that's God, man. Like you gotta minimize this what we got going on here because something might seem like a big deal, but it ain't necessarily a big deal, man. Like sun gonna go down, sun gonna come up, and you know, we're gonna keep on rolling. So I just keep my faith and my focus on, you know what I mean, that this is just a drop. This is just a grain of sand in eternity. And so I'm just, I'm going to have me a good time while I'm here. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, I ain't going to waste my energy on being uh, negative or having any hard feelings towards anybody. If somebody done pissed me off, then it's going to be a quick, I'm not going to dwell on that. It's going to be quick. I'm going to either go talk to them if I feel like that needs to be done and handle what needs to be handled, or I'm just going to let it go. But people can't be dwelling on negativity. You know what I mean, Dane? Yeah, I know what you mean. And uh, I think it's funny that you pick the example of someone like picking on you or messing with you, Mark, because I I've seen what you do to people. I don't think I would want to mess around with you. <laughs> like of all the people I've worked with, I think you're at the top of the list of like, people I want tango with. Like, you'd probably throw me through a table. I don't know, Dan. Uh, I don't know, man. You got, I, I, you're a deceptively strong man. Well, I, I bet you'd have me wrapped up in a pretzel in no time. <laughs> to go back to your point, though, Mark, I love your analogy about the parade versus the blimp and, you know, seeing things as they happen versus being able to step back and see the full picture. And that's a very difficult thing that, uh, you know, we have to learn how to do sometimes. But ultimately, I think that's one of the most powerful and impactful things you can do. Have the ability to take a slight step back and assess the situation, assess what's going on around you, and then proceed forward accordingly. And yes, I've, I've never stepped foot in, you know, a wrestling arena or anything like that myself. Um, but I would imagine you do the same thing in a wrestling match, you know, when things aren't going according to plan, you probably step back for a second, say, what's going on? What should I adjust? And then proceed accordingly. Exactly. You just got to keep, you got to stay cool. You know the rule, be cool. <laughs> and then you get all bent out of shape. You know? Right. right. And I guess in that sense, it kind of makes wrestling a great analogy for life. Sometimes you're getting hit with a chair from behind and sometimes you're just, you know, winning in all, in all avenues. And sometimes you're just power driving and just... <laughs> I'll drive in. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. I'll man, drive not... your way to victory. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of wrestling, and I know you mentioned you've got the family and some of the families already getting into wrestling. Is there plans for the next generation of pews to take off in wrestling anytime soon? Well, I hope so. Uh, I tell you, I got of, of the seven, soon to be eight. Yesterday, I had Malcolm and Marshall, who's two in. Two and or two and four, soon to be three and four, and then Mikey and Mark, who are eight and nine, had them all in the ring. The problem is Malcolm and Marshall; they just don't stop. Like I, I can't teach anybody anything when they're in there. So it's going to have to be like a five and under class, and then a five and older class because it's just a nonstop Royal Rumble madhouse brawl when they're in there. I'm trying to teach 
the other kids some things, but it's just not going well because it's just I'm getting clipped in the, you know, here, here and there and they come in with a big boom here and they're just not stopped. But yeah, I'm hoping so. Man, man. So is uh, is the Pew School of Wrestling going to be opening up anytime soon? Maybe so. It it, it 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 might be. It might very well be. We're in the early uh, thinking and plotting and planning stages there. That's awesome. That is awesome, Mark. I feel like you're always up to something. Um, and the last time I chatted with you, there was something in the works about a mini goat as well. Has that has that taken place yet? Mini donkey, mini donkey, mini donkey, mini donkey, and we really would like the mini donkey and goat combination because you know you want a companion. Um, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. I've got got eyes on a goat up around Laurel. The mini donkeys are they're not so easy to come by. You let me know if you hear anything. Yeah, but looking for a mini donkey. Uh. I hear they're 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 bred. They're just they're just sweet animals. They're companions and they're friendly. But yeah, that's the game plan. Well, hopefully the podcast here. Hopefully this helps you find that many donkeys. So if anyone's yes. listening and you've got one, Mark wants yeah, yeah. one. Please, please. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mark, say someone wants to find out more about you and keep up to date with what you're doing. Are you a social media guy or are you still in the MySpace generation? Or where are we at? Well, I tell you, I'm not I the only the only glimmer, well, I got I got a Twitter that I don't hardly ever, you know what I mean? I don't I have things, but I don't never hardly look at them. I say the Instagram I think it's M. Briscoe Senior. I think Mark Briscoe Senior. Anyway, it's when you see it on there. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah. Yep. Probably I just, Instagram. I just, I just searched it for you there. It's M. Briscoe Senior. So M. Briscoe S. R. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's your Instagram handle there. And it, man, it looks like it looks like your last post, Mark. You were uh, were you throwing around your daughter a little bit? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yep, and then it, it's a. If you scroll over there, there's a me and my daughter did a little spot there, and then me and my son did a little spot. But yeah, those were the ones that it, they do real good, and I'm 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 trying to teach them things, but the the little ones just can't be in there, or there ain't no instruction going on. And and this this whole setup that's at your house. Yes, I love that. I love that. That's a that's a pretty sick setup there, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Mark, it's been great chatting about everything you've been up to, and I really appreciate you sharing your journey with people. And I think that's one of the most powerful and impactful impactful things about you. And I might say something different if you're hitting me with a chair in the arena. Um, yeah. But for right now, I'm going to say that You've you've been a very unique individual to work with. You've done amazing, incredible things in your life. And I know you're not done doing those things. And I like to think you're not what has happened to you. You're what you've chosen to become. And I think you're moving on to make a very lasting impact and leave an incredible legacy, Mark. And I really appreciate you. I've really appreciated getting to know you and all that you do to kind of give back to the community and the surrounding area. Yes, sir, Dan. I appreciate it, my man. <laughs> you take care, Mark. Thanks for your time. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. 
If you've liked this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, and leave a review. This way we can spread knowledge and motivation and help reach more people. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.